Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. Hello. Hi. It's been a bit. Just a little bit. How has your yeah. last two weeks been? Oh, you know, it's been it's been good. Uh, let's see. See, the last time we talked was before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Uh, Christmas was good. Um, let's see. Christmas Eve, I worked because you had to get that symp- those like sympathy tips in. Those are fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then let's see. Christmas Day. I went with my mom and my aunt over to a family friend's place and we had Christmas dinner and open gifts and watch movies. Very nice. Which ones? Yeah. Uh, let's see. We watched A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. The first one. And then we watched... What was it? Um, I believe... Yeah. I, yeah. I just stayed for, the, for A Christmas Story. Which I I've seen that so many times, but uh, but I still love that movie. And then mm-hmm. I went home myself, and I actually watched uh, Ernest Saves Ernest Saves Christmas on Disney Plus. Oh, nice! So nice. I, I haven't seen that in years, and it was a treat to go back and watch. Right. Very yes. nice. Let's see. And then uh, New Year's. I went up to Fargo to see the girlfriend, and we went to go see a band. Well, one of her favorite bands, and saw them play, and yeah, so that was a good time. Very nice. Um, let's see. I did have a chance to watch a couple things mm-hmm. besides Ernest. So I watched Glass Onion, and I watched The Whale. Okay. How'd you like Glass Onion? Okay. So, Glass Onion, I really enjoyed it. Um, it took me a few days to decide if I really liked it or not, because the ending kind of sideswiped me. It, 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 I didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot different than the first one. It really is. But, it took yeah, it took me that little bit to decide if, if I liked it, and I, and I, ended, and I ended up liking it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was very well done. Uh, I loved the visual style of it. It was very beautiful. Uh, the cameos were fantastic. Yep. I I really especially liked Hugh Laurie or not Hugh Laurie. Uh, uh, <laughs> Hugh Grant. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Thank yep. you. And uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, at the very beginning. Um, Ethan. Are you Hawk. talking about like Yo Yo Ma or something? Or no, no, no. Ethan Hawke. Oh him showing up was also cool yeah uh yeah. but yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it was good i didn't i don't know if i liked it more than the first one but it was still it was still a worthy uh story to be told very nice very nice yeah. i i did end up watching that one again okay uh you know after seeing it in the theaters and then now watching it on netflix this time mm-hmm. i think i liked it better the second time did you really? Okay. I did. I did. I mean, like, I think it's because I was more expecting it. Mm-hmm. You know, now now I knew kind of what I was getting into with the 
actual like story of the new one and how right. how it's different than the first one well yeah I, I so for people not to give it anything away but this movie is very much like an onion like the movie title it's yeah <laughs> it uh there are so many things intertwined within it that you just have to peel back those layers i was gonna say it's got layers yeah it's this got movie layers. has layers onions have layers yeah. get the picture it does yeah <laughs> uh random shrek segue not segue of course interjection there we go um yes yeah okay so i think one of the things that feels very different about this movie than the other one is that mm-hmm. the first one i feel like was much more marta centric whereas this one yeah. is a lot more benoit blanc centric it is yeah if that it's makes very sense. much his story yeah it's very much his story but then but then it kind of goes into other people's stories too as it yes. goes on yeah but, yeah but i mean it, it feels like every single other person is very much a side character to benoit blanc mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas the first one was definitely you know this is this is marta's story we're following her as the main person of this story kind of thing right i don't know that's just me how i felt about it did you check did you catch the wheel of knives in the on in like one of the sculptures of glass i mean in the kitchen i saw the knives with one knife being out oh right well yeah that was kate hudson that took that one (laughs) yeah but yeah (laughs) but there was like in the scene where you see all of like the glass uh i guess you want to say like figurines or whatever Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm parlor room or whatever you want to call it uh there is one of them is like a circle of glass sort of like the chair from the first movie that was in yeah very nice very nice uh so you said you also went to go see the whale yes that is another movie with layers so that movie I, i i i love the whale it is it is such a good movie brendan Fraser deserves all the credit in the world Okay, that's, that's good to hear because I know I know you said that you were a little skeptical beforehand. I was or like apprehensive, not skeptical, apprehensive. And it wasn't that I wasn't scared to see the movie because of what I thought Ben of what Brendan Fraser could do. It was the subject matter of the movie, mm-hmm. and it's because as people may not know, I am overweight. And this movie is about an overweight gentleman. He is in, he's around the 600 pound range. And he's, you know, he's in a secluded life and estranged from his daughter. He barely gets out, he overeats. It, yeah, it, it, like that movie really deeply scared me. Like no horror movie has ever done that but the whale has scared me into making changes in my life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Because that is just something that I don't want to have to deal with, and yeah, it's just, it's time to make a change. Well, I'm glad that you liked it, too. I mean... Yeah, I, I loved it. It's one of, I, I think it's my favorite movie of the year. I know I said that about, what was it? Uh... Oh, the menu, but I think it's The Whale. The Whale, for sure, was my favorite movie of 2022. Okay, I was going to say, we're only a couple days into 2023, man. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I can't go that. I, I can't do that one too quick. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is wow. But, so a, a very kind of very late contender into the movie of the year and it kind of just uh, took it away. Yeah. Yeah. It took it away. It was, it's just, it took the flag and ran with it. Wow. Very nice, man. Well, so it, it, if you guys have a chance to go watch it, I highly recommend it. Very nice, man. Very nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you say we uh, hop into some of our movie news that we have going on? Let's hop on in, man. Fantastic. First thing that we have, hopping into some water. Eh? <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> All the way to nice. $1.4 billion, which is what Avatar has now made at the global box office. Jeez. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So Top Gun, Maverick, mm-hmm. made $1.48 billion. Okay. Uh, it looks like Way of the Water or Way of Water is going to top that. So it'll be a bigger movie than Top Gun Maverick. Uh, okay. If it tops $1.9 billion, mm-hmm. it'll overtake Spider-Man No Way Home as the highest grossing movie of the oh, pandemic wow. era. Wow. Um, what does it need to make to uh, to break even? I think it's already or has done, it done that. that? H- has it already done that? Okay. I believe so. I mean, I know... I think they were saying... Hold on one second. I, w- I want to double check this here quickly. Okay. Uh... So, apparently the budget was $250 million, Okay. But James Cameron is saying that it needs $2 billion to turn a profit. Okay. Well, uh, it's on its way. So, I mean, the production budget was $250 uh, is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But in order to develop all of the different stuff that they needed for all of this, it is probably a lot more. Okay. Uh, so, if it beats Titanic... It will have broken even. Titanic wow. was two point one billion dollars. Oh my goodness! And what did the first Avatar make? Uh, two point nine. Okay. Which is funny because I think at the national box office the first week that Avatar was out, uh, I was just reading this. I think they said that it made about seventy-seven million on its first mm-hmm. weekend in two thousand nine. Right. Wow. And then went on to, you know, stay in theaters for months on end. And then made $2.9 billion. Yeah, Avatar just would not leave. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And then then they would re-release it, and yeah, it mm, just... mm -hmm. So yeah, we have uh, a bit more. I think think they were saying that it took 12 days for it to reach a billion worldwide. I could be be incorrect on that, but I think that's what I was reading. Hollywood really knows when to release these movies because, like, releasing this when school is out is the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. We'll see how, how far this uh, money train keeps going for Disney. <laughs> I forgot it's Disney now, too. <laughs> yep. I was thinking it was Fox, but I was like, that's right. Yep. yep. Now it's 20th Disney Century owned. Studios. Yep. No longer Disney. Yeah, that's right. Or no longer Fox, sorry. Fox, Now right. it's Disney. Uh, so, uh, we'll see how, how, uh, how big of legs this thing has. You know what doesn't have legs, though? What's that? Black Adam 2. Ah. Which is, uh, we might have talked about this as a possibility mm-hmm. before, but it is now official that, uh, Black Adam 2 is not happening. Another one bites the dust. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, the Dwayne Johnson has met with James Gunn, and then uh, they'll they'll possibly look to see to use the f- the character down the road. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Black Adam Two is well, according to according to the Dwayne Johnson, uh, James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. So they're just gonna go back and redo everything, like their first wave. Who knows? We'll have to uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Because it, it, it's just a cluster F over there at Warner Bros. Yes, very much so. I mean, we still have uh, Shazam two coming out, right? We, yeah, we do. But I'm starting to. Th- I I really hope that's good. <laughs> I mean, that was fully done, ready to go right now. It is, yeah. Because remember, a couple of months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. We had the thing from David F. Sandberg saying, you know, everything's ready to go. It's ready to be That's shipped true. out. We're just waiting for the ship right. date. Yep. Um, but so we've got Shazam 2. We've got the Flash movie. Which I heard we're going to be getting a trailer around the Super Bowl time. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, and then we've got uh, Aquaman 2 coming in. Oh, that's right. Yep. And then uh, do we have any other DC movies officially greenlit or officially on the way that we know of? Uh, not that I can think of right now, but possibly. Hmm. We'll have to see how it all goes. Yeah, there's always something. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, gotta get that back up here. Uh, So, yeah, uh, like I said, Black Adam will not be moving forward, uh, but that movie 65 Mm -hmm. will be moving back a week. Oh, so it's coming in sooner. See what I did there? No, it's, yes. it's moving back to March 17th from March 10th. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, uh, basically, it was set to be released uh, March 10th, but mm-hmm. they're actually, or which is the same day as Scream 6, mm-hmm. but they have now changed it to March 17th. Yeah, because they don't want it to compete with Scream 6. But now it's going to be competing with Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Well, I mean, you got to... Pick your battles. Right, right. And I mean, if this one is going to be more kind of like catering towards, you know, adults rather than kids and teenagers, mm-hmm. like, you know, usually comic book movies, especially Shazam does. Right. Then, I mean, that, that might make sense to go from Scream 6 to Shazam. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, you know. Mom, let's send the, send the kids off to go see, you know, Shazam and then the parents go see 65. There you go. Or the parents will go see Scream, whichever. That too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I mean, that sixty-five does look really good, though. It it it, it does. I I am excited to see a mo- a dinosaur movie without Chris Pratt in it. <laughs> without it's without it's me Pratio. <laughs> oh, what did I say before? It's me Star. I mean Emmett. I mean oh. I mean Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that all goes. It'll be, uh, I kind of want to see another trailer, I'm not going to lie. Or they can just release yeah. it too, that works for me. That, that would be fantastic. But yeah, 65, March 17th, 2023, since we are in 2023 now. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> oh, one thing I was not expecting on New Year's. What's that? Seeing Dolly Parton sing Wrecking Ball. That is, that is different. I mean, it makes sense because, like, her and Miley Cyrus have, uh, you know, 
a relationship. I think she is Miley Cyrus's godmother or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they've had that relationship all throughout Miley Cyrus growing up. Right. But just to hear Dolly Parton singing Wrecking Ball, it was something. I bet. I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah, that is something I would not expect to hear Dolly Parton sing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hey, did did she do a good job with it at least? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. I'm gonna have to check that out now. <laughs> yeah, because Dolly and Miley did a whole you know New Year's shindig thing. Mm-hmm. Down in Miami, we're going to Miami. Ami, ima, ami, ami. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, All right. Welcome to Miami. (coughs) Do you want to know something? What I really like about you, man. What's that? That you never. That even though that you are never really short, and you've always been tall, that you've never had a Napoleon complex. Wow. (laughs) I was trying to think of a segue for it, and that's what that's what I came up with. The entire time that you've known me, I've been tall. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I was one of the shortest ones growing up in my class. Were you really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Uh, apparently not my parents, because I was supposed to be 6'6". Six, six. Really? And then I wasn't growing. And I wasn't growing. And I wasn't growing. <laughs> <laughs> and then junior year got here and whoosh, and I was then gone. You grew, and then you grew like a weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of Napoleon complexes, Ridley Scott's <laughs> Napoleon, that stars Joaquin Phoenix, yes, apparently went through some rewrites hmm. because of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Really? Okay. Apparently, basically as they were going through and Joaquin Phoenix was trying to figure out who Napoleon was and get into the character and everything like that, they ended up writing this, rewriting everything around that just because that's the way that his performance was going. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. And really, Scott and Joaquin haven't worked together since Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this will be, this should be quite the story. We have Joaquin Phoenix being Napoleon and Ridley Scott's new movie coming out. We'll see how that all goes. Uh, but I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to give it some time. Like Sands and the Hourglass. So, so are the, are the days, days of our, of our lives. lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know it sounds a little bit random, but uh, I, I thought that this was very kind of interesting. Apparently, mm-hmm. that giant uh, hourglass that was used in The Wizard of Oz by the Wicked Witch mm-hmm. uh, to kind of taunt Dorothy. Dorothy! Dorothy! Mm-hmm. Ha- apparently, is, uh, hasn't been destroyed. It's actually still here. And it went to auction just recently and sold okay. for almost $500,000. Oh, I could have bought in two. <laughs> what, you a millionaire now, man? No, I wish. That'd be so nice. Want to send some my way? Yeah, sure. I got you, man. <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. Earlier this month, or earlier last month, it sold for $495,000. Wow. Oh yeah, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz stuff I could imagine would make could make a pretty penny. Oh, absolutely. Uh, especially since that movie's I, just so beloved. Now it is. Yeah, right. I think if I remember correctly, when it first came out, like it was, yeah, it, it went over well, but like it was kind of a 
not necessarily a flop, but it didn't do like great. It really didn't get that huge, huge following until they started doing the whole, uh, uh, I know on CBS, yeah, on syndication on like Thanksgiving, they would show it every year. Right. Yeah. So while the film was sufficiently popular at the box office, it failed to make a profit for MGM until its 1949 re-release, earning only $3 million on a $2.7 million budget, which made, made it MGM's most expensive production at the time. Oh, wow. So at the the 10 year mark it was re-released and that's when it started to kind of gather steam mm-hmm. but uh yeah it uh it was it was considered kind of a flop mm. when it first came out kind of kind of a flop uh yeah i figured that was a, a nice little nice little throwback to end our movie news on yeah i like it but then uh, that brings us to our trailers that are premiering this week that's the word yes. i'm looking for yes and uh, the first one that we have is a new trailer for Knock at the Cabin, which is that new M. Night Shyamalan, what a twist kind of movie, mm-hmm. where Dave Bautista and uh, Ron Weasley uh, are trying to are are are, are trying to have um, oh, what's his character's name, Kristoff from Frozen, and one <laughs> other guy choose in their family who is going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it is. It, it, and then it, like they showed a little bit more in, in this trailer, like the whole like end of the world sort of situation, like that big tidal wave. Right. And yeah. you can kind of see. So you can I, see that plane falling out of the sky. And yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, at first with the first trailer, you couldn't tell if like or they made it seem like they were the the group that came in was kind of you know those crazy fanatics that oh you know you have to do this or it's going to be the end of the world kind yep. of thing mm-hmm. but in this trailer they actually show catastrophes happening mm-hmm. you know like like you were saying the excuse me, the tidal wave coming up the beach and uh, taking out a huge portion of the beach and people that are there and everything and mm-hmm. uh, planes falling out of the sky and now we actually hear, you know, Dave Batista say, you know, every time that you say no, a catastrophe will happen and we need to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be intense. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very twisty. Are you still thinking you're not going to see this one? Probably not. Okay. I, I just don't know if I would be able to kind of not necessarily handle it, but like I wouldn't necessarily enjoy it. Gotcha. It's not a okay. type of movie that movie that I would enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get what you mean. I gotcha. Well, I will for sure be seeing this. So, you Perfect. guys will get a review from me. So. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and then this one's gonna be uh, this one's gonna be coming out at the beginning of next month. Perfect. But uh, that leads us into our next trailer. Which is, man, I'm probably completely mispronouncing this, but uh, Jung E. That's totally not what I thought it was. What do you think it was? I thought it was just like a weird like jungle or something. I don't know why I thought that. I mean, it looks but... like jungle with a missing L. Yeah, and it has the underscore there. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Like this trailer doesn't show a whole lot. It's just kind of like a teaser. Very much so, uh, but it's like 
you know what it gave me vibes of what's that alita oh yep that that's just thinking that alita battle angel like advanced fighting droid yes right uh let me see here if we go to korean mm-hmm. yeah jungi jungi okay like the so it, it's it's coming from korea it's coming from the director of Train to Busan, Train to Busan 2, Peninsula, Hellbound, and The Cursed. Okay. This trailer looks beautiful. It sure does. I wonder if the movie will be in subtitles. I'm guessing so. I would, I would have to think so. If it's coming from the same guy that did Train to Busan, yeah. then I believe that it probably will be. And the, the two actors that are listed on the IMDb page are both Korean. Okay, then yeah, for sure. Okay. But it should be very intense, is what it's looking like, or is, is my guess. Okay. And we'll this one's coming to, to just Netflix, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, on Jan twenty, on January 20th, okay. Correct. Sweet. Cool. Okay. So almost there. Sweet. No need to fear. Ha <laughs> ha. Nice Which brings segue. us to our last trailer for Fear. Uh, this one is <laughs> going to be coming to theaters in, at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be a psychological horror film. So, Travis, good luck with this one. <laughs> I don't think this one looks good at all. It really doesn't. It looks like yeah. it could be a good premise. Yeah. I, I it, Horror movies always go with that route of, like, your worst fears coming to life. And mm-hmm. it's just a, a trope that I'm sick of. Yeah. I mean, like, that, honestly, that should be what... I feel like a good horror movie is is experiencing some of your worst fears but knowing that you're safe in the movie theater and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of having that, that visceral, like, oh no, reaction is right. what a lot of horror movies kind of strive for. Exactly. Uh, whereas this one is just like, okay, well, this person's afraid of this, so they're going to have this happen to them. This person's yep. afraid of this, so they're going to have this happen to them. This person's afraid of this. This person's afraid of this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... I don't know. It could be it could be a really good premise of a movie. I just feel like mm. from what we saw in the trailer it was not executed the best and it looks very dark. Yeah. Like not not like matter-wise but just dark lighting-wise. Yeah, like dark lighting-wise and just yeah, just lo- yeah, as in lighting-wise. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's going to be I, it might I, just be I, a limited run anyway. Yeah. I don't know if it actually has like a full, uh, what am I trying to say? Full release? Full. Yeah, like um, a, like a full company to do like the full release of it kind of thing. Uh, gotcha. Okay. I can't think of the word right now, but just um, distributor. It doesn't have a full distribution kind of company going for gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yep. Like one of the big names. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's a lot one of the smaller ones that's just trying to kind of get their name out there and get you know, right? Get it's known not for like movies. A, yeah, it's not like A two four or anything like that. Right, or even like you know Paramount distribution or anything like right, that. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I feel like this next one even has even smaller distribution. It does. Uh, which is the uh, the trailers that we got for uh, Voice of. <laughs> Which is, um, you you've probably never heard of it, uh, and this is actually the the movie that was fully filmed in space. It, uh, I'm so intrigued by this movie. 
I mean, it, it seems pretty generic. It's just, it has the, oh, it was filmed in space kind of thing going for it. But why is she doing an autopsy up in space? She's not doing an autopsy. She's doing an emergency surgery because they can't get the astronaut back in back down to Earth in time. Oh, is that what? It, okay, I, I guess. Yeah, I did. I did, did a little bit more reading subtitles? into the. Uh, yeah, there was okay. no subtitles, anything like that. But I did a little bit more reading into the actual like uh, synopsis of the movie itself. Okay. Okay. And so basically, there's, from what I could tell from the trailer and reading the synopsis, is that something was coming towards the space station they fired the thrusters to get out of the way of it there was an astronaut out on a spacewalk and when the thrusters were fired he kind of got mm -hmm. rammed into the the space station mm -hmm. and that caused some internal injuries and so you know i don't know what kind of caused it but they kind of just all came back inside did their thing and then all of a sudden that astronaut is not responsive anymore and so they have mm -hmm. to figure it out they figure out what's going on they figure out that they have to do surgery and so this other astronaut has to do surgery in space on the first astronaut that got injured okay and just kind of all of the drama that uh, that entails that's what that's still kind of the, that sounds interesting because mm -hmm. <laughs> like you would think that like the blood would just you know gunk up the like instruments inside the space station and it would just mm -hmm. be a big mess and i mean like i think the the thing that's more intriguing to me like mm -hmm. the, the story itself is just kind of it feels generic it really does like gravity yeah yeah <laughs> except in russian a little bit but yeah. uh you know it, it's one of those things where it it's more intriguing to me that this was filmed on the space station while actual astronauts were in another part of the space station doing their actual job. Right. <laughs> you know, so the astronauts are actually over in this one here, in this area here doing their job and then in a separate section a full-on movie was being filmed. Mm -hmm. I think that to me is kind of more of the the hook for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It'd be nice yeah, to have some it, subtitles to kind of get more of the story, but... Yeah, I, I, I kind of hope that if they release it, that they're going to have subtitles with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because well, I kind of want to see this. So, apparently, it's going to be released April 12th. Okay. Probably over in Russia. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's any real chance of it coming over here. Oh, Okay. Yeah, as of right now, it just says Russia, 12th of April, 2023. Mm -hmm. Yo ho, yo ho. Um, you would think that at least like so, like at least one or a couple theaters would show something might, like this. It might. You never know. You never know. Hmm. <laughs> but that is the end of our movie news and trailers for the week. No. Okay. I know. But that just means you can visit us at Facebook. We're facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No space to slash anything like that. At movies are a thing. Come on by and say hi. Yes, we would love it. Uh, so that brings us to our movies that are premiering this week. And the first one that we have is Megan, which is rated PG-13 and will be coming to theaters. Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by brilliant toy company roboticist Gemma, Megan 
can listen and watch and learn as she becomes friend and teacher, playmate and protector for the child she is bonded to. When Gemma suddenly becomes the caretaker of her orphaned eight-year-old niece, Katie, Gemma's unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to pair her Megan prototype with Katie in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. IMDb has this one at a 6.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Megan. <laughs> this looks good. Um, a little disappointed that it's PG-13, but that's okay. That's okay. So apparently the uh, the director is saying that when they tried to get the... They were doing like the edits and reshoots to bring it down to PG-13. Mm-hmm. It actually made it scarier. Okay. We will see. I, I mean, will I be the know, judge of that. I don't know how much that is actually the case. Uh, but apparently he was inspired by Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell when he decided to reshoot some scenes some scenes to achieve the movie's PG-13 rating. Does that make you more disappointed? No, that makes me so happy. Because I love that movie. That is a great practical effects movie. And hearing that makes me so happy. That he's taking... He's taking... Uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? He's... Uh... uh why can't I think of it? Liberty? No, not liberties. Um, the fact that he is that he is using a Sam Raimi movie as inspiration mm. for this just makes me happy because Sam Raimi is one of my favorite horror movie directors because he did Evil Dead and that's my f- number one favorite horror movie. So that's awesome. That makes me happy. So they do have kind of an example here, uh, but basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, without, this is coming from the article that uh, that we got this from. Without spoiling yes. too much, one particular moment that John Stone remembers tweaking a lot involves Megan and the vicious dog of Gemma's neighbor. Hounds okay. in horror movies often tend to suffer grisly fates, but uh, what happens to the pooch here happens entirely off camera, leaving the audience to imagine what Megan did to it. And then the director says, "I remember turning to my sound designer." Uh, after a redo and just saying holy shit, that's worse we are trying to get this pg-13 rating and i was like that is so much worse than what we had before <laughs> so i love it it sounds like it's leaving you know a lot of the reshoots and stuff are leaving a lot to the imag- or to the uh theater of the mind cool i like using my like imagination so that's even better but it- I'd say that this is my number one of the weekend, for sure. Very nice. Very nice. Good luck with that. You'll have to let us know. I will. Or maybe I'll surprise you and drag you to it. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I mean, as much as I would love to see uh, a a doll doing Fortnite dances Mm -hmm. while killing people, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I think I'm going to pass. Okay. Yeah, this is this is the one with the the doll character basically doing these random dances while going to kill people. Yeah, those dances are really weird, and it seems out of place. But it might work in the context of like the movie itself. So we'll see. I I don't I don't know like what to expect, but that trailer is just crazy. 
Mm-hmm. And I am mm-hmm. excited to see what they do with it. And the fact that he's using Sam Raimi as inspiration, that just makes it ten times better. Perfect. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, but that actually brings us to our second movie mm-hmm. of the night, which is The Old Way. This one is going to be rated R and will be a limited release. Colton Briggs is a cold-blooded gunslinger turned respectable family man. When an outlaw and his gang put Colton and his family in peril, Colton is forced to take up arms with an unlikely partner, his 12-year-old daughter, in this action-filled film that builds towards its faithful fateful showdown and pulse-pounding suspense. This is number two of the weekend. If you can find it. Uh, oh, sorry. If I can uh, IMDb Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Okay. This looks good. Yeah. So this is going to be a limited release. Uh-huh. It'll be more released, I think, next week. But okay, uh, I wanted to get this in this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Nicolas Cage going old school west. Yes. <laughs> He's got a mustache and everything. Oh, ye. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the six shooter. You know, he's got the. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of have the have the trailer auto playing on the IMDb page. But uh, I mean, it's Nicolas Cage. I gotta go see it, right? If I can find and, it. Oh yeah, and he's teaching his daughter to shoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a he's a grizzled old gunslinger. That's right. He's settled down. Settled down a little too quickly, but now he's back in the game. Come back, Shay. <laughs> I think he was the only like notable person in, that I noticed in the trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, let's see here. There wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't really anybody else that's like a big, big name like mm-hmm. Nic- Nicholas Cage is. But I think that's going to lead us to our last movie of the night, uh, which is The Pale Blue Eye. This one is rated R and will be coming to Netflix. West Point, 1830. In the early hours of a gray winter morning, a cadet is found dead. But after the body arrives at the morgue, tragedy becomes savagery when it's discovered that the young man's heart has been skillfully removed. Fearing irreparable damage to the fledgling military academy, its leaders turn to a local detective, Augustus Landor, to solve the murder. Stymied by the cadet's code of silence, Landor enlists the help of one of their own to pursue the case. An eccentric cadet with a disdain for the rigors of the military and a penchant for poetry. A young man named Edgar Allan Poe. IMDb has this one at a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 64% and Metacritic is sitting at a 53. Hmm. Which is very strange. Yeah. Uh, audience score is sitting at a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic is sitting at an 8.5. Okay. Yeah. I saw I could have gone to go see this this past weekend at... Uh some local theaters around town. Oh, really? Yeah. It had a limited release or something, or? Yeah, yeah. There was a limited release over the weekend of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I think this looks good. Um, I like Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. I like Edgar Allan Poe. I mean. Harry Melling. Yes. <laughs> Gillian Anderson. Yes. Robert Duvall. Yes. Toby Jones. Yes. Timothy Spall. Oh, yes. Can't go wrong. This will be... uh, I think this one looks really interesting. It's like a non-Sherlock Sherlock movie. Very much so. (laughs) It's kind of giving me the um, Sleepy Hollow vibes. Just that kind of like that very dark, atmospheric, very just 
kind of dreary look to it. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they take the Edgar Allan Poe character and, and weave it into actually being Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I found my book. Tap, tap, tap on the chamber door. Quote the Waven. Quote the Waven? Yeah, I don't know why. why. Quote the Raven nevermore. <laughs> so, is yours basically just one, two, three? Yeah, that's how it goes, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so you're just going Megan the old way and then pale blue eyes. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. That's how my weekend will go, man. Very nice. Well, mine will go if I can see the old way. Fantastic. Otherwise, I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna try for pale blue eyes or pale blue eye. I'm so proud of you. I mean, it so looks it looks of... pretty good. Good. It looks like it might. Hopefully, it does more of the crime and mystery than it does the horror aspect of it. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Well, how I hope we will see if you have something to report. <laughs> that would be something, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> prove your sister wrong (laughs) right Uh, but that does bring us to the end of our uh of our movies that are premiering this week Mm. travis yes sir do you have anything that you would like to say about any of these movies uh i've got uh nothing i i yeah i don't have anything All right. Well, then make sure you visit us at Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash Movies Are Thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at Movies Are Thing. No spaces, dashes, slashes, anything like that. At Movies Are Thing. We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Movies Are Thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there. Otherwise, Travis. Yes. I do believe it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. There we go. Hopefully today I actually remember to uh, save it as we go. <laughs> That'd probably be a good idea. I realized that the uh, at the end of the last uh, last one. Oh, really? okay. <laughs> that I hadn't saved it at all. Oh no. <laughs> so hopefully today I remember. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, but then I got uh, actual like speakers for my computer too. Mm-hmm. So I just need to find room to put them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I figured having room somewhere would probably be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, that's cool, dude. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just need to like take everything apart and re-put it back together in like hopefully a better configuration. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Sorry, getting distracted by uh, some clamps. 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 <laughs> you want me to clamp him? Oh, there was this video I was looking at, mm-hmm. and it was like this guy like filming his cat or whatever. His cat's like just laying there, and the guy just goes, "Meh," and the cat goes, "Meh." Nice. <laughs> it was like the most 1920s gangster cat ever. Meh. 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 You see? Meow. You see? Meow. You'll never catch me, Capper. Meh.
Oh man, I am sorry. I got like the hiccups going on or something. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, taking out just a huge. And so, sorry, I'm just over on YouTube looking at the trailers that we're going through, and mm -hmm. they have Unbreakable for the YouTube movies. Unbreak? Oh, okay. But it doesn't say Unbreakable in on it. It says Incasable. <laughs> so I was like, um, what? What? Must be that was that was my impression. <laughs> A what? What? Ooh, what are you doing here? Doing her. Star. Star. Which brings us into. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> Star. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up so much. It's so stupid. But it cracks me up. It's it. It's just his voice. That's th that's why you laugh. I think because that's makes because it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Well, I mean, I I kind of have to do the little you know little leg kick at the same time too. Of, well, yeah, you have to. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> oh, Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. Stuart, you get back over here right now. No. You're gonna work yourself into a tiff. No. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, got that. I'm just gonna check something quick. Oh, you check something. Gemma decides to pair her with Megan, prototype, and with Katie. <laughs> Sorry. Imagination. Imagination. <laughs> Come on, Charlie. Just use your imagination. I'm the Gunjab Mountain, Charlie. <laughs> Going to Candy Mountain. Mountain, Charlie. Candy Mountain. Yeah, Candy Mountain, Charlie. Oh, look. It's Magical Leo Pluridon. Good lord. <laughs> let's, let's listen to what the Magical Leo Pluridon has to say, Charlie. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Fearing irreparable damage. Bless me, sorry. Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You good? Yeah, I'm good, yep. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully you don't start talking again and, uh, and I have to right? sneeze. Okay, I should be good. Okay. I was going to go, ah, here it comes. <laughs> yep. I was like, eh. Yipperoony. Yipperdoodles. All right, man. I think I'm going right. to be getting to bed here pretty quick. All right. Sounds good, man. You have yourself a good one. Yeah, you too. Goodbye. A goodbye. 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 Goodbye.